Hello, hello, and what is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Nova Project. Um, I want to start off by saying that I am so incredibly sorry for not uploading an episode last week. I felt so terrible after Sunday because I was like, I'm going to have a really consistent schedule. I'm going to post every single Sunday. Like, it's going to be easy. Honestly, sometimes life just piles a bunch of shit onto your shoulders and you have to figure it out and that is essentially what I did um and in order to get everything done that I had to get done in that time period I had to sacrifice the podcast um so so sorry about that hopefully it won't happen again um I'm gonna try and get my shit together a lot better these next couple of weeks because it's back to grind time, back to learning things in school and just, you know, buckling down and just getting through the last half of the semester. So I thought I would just kind of jump right into my highs and lows of the week, which I forgot to do on the last episode I recorded. So the highs of my week have been that midterms are finally over. I hate exams. I hate them with a freaking passion. I used to have such bad test anxiety in high school and it kind of got a little bit better when I transitioned into college. However, I still get really nervous and freak out a lot when I have midterms, so I'm just so glad that they're over and I don't have to deal with those anymore. (laughs) Um, And my second high of the week is that I have started a new program. Um, I've started a strength phase in my training and it was written by Cody, who is at Inclusive Strength Collective, I believe, on Instagram. You can go and check him out. Um, so far, so good. I'm really excited to see all the new strength gains to come in because I've kind of been stuck at a plateau for a little bit. Um, however, super excited for that. But I did have a lot of lows this week, hence why I sound kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I'm usually pretty bubbly and my voice is pretty... I guess dynamic but today it's just it's not it's not happening so I apologize for that however it has been a very long week I had three midterms I had two midterms back to back literally 10 minutes apart on Wednesday and those were my really hard midterms and then my last midterm was on Friday and it was my easy midterm however I did mess up on it (laughs) because I didn't read the instructions properly and I had to email my prof and beg for a revision on my test because yeah I probably lost myself like 10 marks which kind of sucks but that's fine I guess it's not the end of the world and then the last low is that my dog Winston passed away on Thursday and I'm still getting over it it's still super hard to see like all the stuff in my house not there anymore like He used to wear diapers and this cone and it's not there anymore and it's really upsetting but he was very sick and he was old and he honestly his time had come and he's in a better place now. I tend to believe that when an animal passes away they go to animal heaven where they get to play with all their other animal friends that have passed and they get all the treats and all the cookies that they want and I just want to believe that because... (laughs) I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't know what happens on the other side, but I just want to believe that he's in a better place. So yeah, it's, it's been quite a week and I'm still kind of recovering from it, but I think talking about overwhelm and burnout 
today on the podcast is kind of giving me a sense of like therapy if that makes sense. (laughs) I don't know what it is but like recently I feel like a lot of us have been super distracted with midterms and maybe you have a lot of work to do. Maybe like it honestly I feel like it kind of just comes with the fall season if that makes sense. Like the days are getting shorter. Things like it's not as light outside as it used to be. Like things are getting a lot darker and I feel like that tends to bring on a lot of negativity and negative emotions. So hopefully this episode I will be giving you guys tips on how to combat overwhelm and burnout, what I think it's caused by, and sort of yeah, just giving you guys tips on what to do in those situations. I also asked you guys if you had any tips for each other about how to combat burnout and overwhelm. So hopefully that will also be helpful. And yeah, so let's get into it. So I guess we should start off with what does burnout mean to me? And the reason why I say what does it mean to me is because I believe that all things mental health are on a spectrum. So if you define anxiety or overwhelm or burnout or depression as one simple feeling, that's inaccurate because I believe that it's different for every single person and every single person feels and emotes differently. So I'm just going to explain what burnout kind of feels like for me. And if you don't experience these same symptoms or um, things that happen, that is totally fine. Everyone is different and just know that this is only from my experience. Obviously, I'm not a professional, so I'm just going to speak on what I have been feeling in the past couple of days. So burnout to me honestly feels like this intense feeling of anxiety and although I've never been clinically diagnosed with anxiety, I've always known that it's kind of one of those things that comes and goes in my life. Um, So when I get intense feelings of anxiety, I, like, in the worst case scenario, sometimes I feel paralyzed. I don't know if that happens to anything, anyone else. However, um, when I get really, really bad anxiety, I just shut down. My body just shuts down. It doesn't want to do anything. So when I feel overwhelmed, it's really, really hard for me to do anything, even get out of my bed, because I literally feel like my body is actually paralyzed, which is probably not great. Um, (laughs) However, that is just what I feel. And the second part of it is extreme lack of motivation to complete tasks. So whether I have this to-do list of things that I have to do or not, I will just not want to do any of them. I will want to just sit and do nothing and rest because my body is physically telling me that it does not have the capacity to do what I'm asking it to do. So that's what kind of burnout feels like for me. Um, Again, if you don't feel these things or if it's a lesser scale of what I just described, that is totally normal and it's okay. Um, So now I'm going to talk about why burnout happens and why I think it happens. So the first point is that burnout tends to happen to me when I have a lack of passion for what I'm doing or if I kind of lose my why. So for those of you that don't really know what a why is, essentially it's why you're doing the thing that you're doing. It's as simple as that. Um, It can be like, for me, for example, when I talk about this podcast, I think of me giving other people tips on certain things and serving and being helpful and 
that kind of thing. So that is my why with the podcast. So you can try and find your why for whatever you're doing, whether it's what you're studying or what you do for work or whatever. Maybe it's family related. Find your why and dive into that. And when you realize what your why is, your passion will also kind of unveil itself and you will feel more passionate about what you're doing or who you're surrounded by, if that makes sense. Um, Second thing is too many tasks and too little time or bad time management. So I feel extremely overwhelmed when I have too many things to do and not enough time to do it. Or if I've procrastinated and let myself kind of slip with my things that I have to do on a daily basis. Or if I'm just really bad at time management that week, like I will feel extremely stressed out, extremely overwhelmed. So that's another thing that kind of causes it for me. And then the last thing is kind of a physiological response which funnily enough, I learned in my class called Exercise Physiology. Basically, when your body is stressed, it naturally releases this hormone called cortisol, which releases glucose that's stored in your muscles into your bloodstream, okay? So I know I might have lost a couple of you already. Um, So what this does is when your body is introduced to stress it releases this glucose because your body thinks it's gonna have to fight or run away right and in order to do any of those things you need glucose to fuel your muscles and your cells and all that stuff I know this is getting really sciencey but I I, there's a point to this okay (laughs) so anyways your glucose is in your blood right and when you're sitting at your desk and you're doing nothing and you're just doing work you're not expending any energy At least you're not expending a lot of energy that requires excess blood glucose to be in your blood. So what your body does is it actually takes that blood glucose and it sends it to your fat cells and it stores it in your adipose tissue. So essentially what stress does is it makes you gain weight if you're not careful. Isn't that crazy? Like I learned this I think a couple weeks ago and I was like, wow, like that's actually so fascinating because your body doesn't know the difference between good stress and bad stress. So whether you're fighting a bear or if you're doing your homework, like you're still going to have all that excess sugar be released into your bloodstream, which goes into your fat cells, which I thought was kind of crazy. Okay, so we've explained what it is. We've explained kind of what it feels like and how it happens. So now I'm going to get into how we can combat burnout and overwhelm and some tools you guys can use to feel better when these feelings arise. But first of all, I want to go over a couple statistics that I found out from my story. Um, I asked you guys to participate in a little survey on the topic of overwhelm and burnout. So the first thing I asked was whether or not you have experienced this feeling before or you are experiencing it currently. And out of the 100-something people that voted in that poll, every single person said yes. Um, I'm not going to take into the account that some people that might have said no might not have voted. However, for all the people that did vote, every single person said yes. The second thing I did was I asked how frequently you guys feel the feeling of burnout or overwhelm. And this is what I got. 40% of you said all the time. That was the highest number of people that voted said all the time. 27% said once a week. 25% said once a month. And 8% said once a year. And honestly, you guys, like, those numbers don't shock me. And this is why. They don't shock me because our generation is so 
focused on building your career, focused on getting good grades in school, and we're kind of put in this society that sort of for not forces, but like the traditional path is to go and study some topic and get a traditional job. Or the other way is don't do the traditional route and figure it out on your own, which is also extremely stressful. So we kind of live in this world where it's like figure it out or die for lack of better terms. So I completely understand why a lot of you are experiencing this feeling all the time. Therefore, I think it's extremely important for us to kind of find ways that work for us to combat these feelings because it's super important to be able to work through these problems and not have it accumulate because that's when worse things start to occur. So I thought that was extremely interesting. Um, But let's get into how we can combat it because I think that's the most important part of the conversation. So I'm going to go over some tips that I have and then I'm going to go over what you guys said. So the first thing that I wrote down was I mind dump. And if you don't know what mind dumping is, essentially it's writing down things that tend to cause you stress. And I kind of add a little underline under the topic and I say ways to fix it. So for example, I'll take my midterm example for something to bring up. So basically I had this midterm and I had not prepared as much as I wanted to for it and it was really stressing me out. So one thing that I could do to fix the stress is to quickly review through all of my notes, kind of low impact studying, I guess you could call that, and just hope for the best and just to try and stay extremely calm. So that's one example that I'll give you guys. So the second thing I usually do is to talk about it. I talk about it with my friends. I talk about it with my family. I let people know that are close to me what's going on in my life because when I tend to feel overwhelmed and burnt out, I tend to distance myself from people because I have this tendency to want to try and figure things out on my own because I know what it's like to have a lot of people at once just kind of dump all of their emotional shit onto you for lack of better terms and not be able to deal with that because you have your own stuff to figure out. Um, For those of you that don't know me very well, I am an empath so I am very sensitive to other people's emotions and energies. Um, One way that you will figure this out is if you put on a Disney movie and the dog died, there will be a 100% chance that I will cry like 100% chance. But anyways, um, talk about it with your friends, your family, people that you're close to, people that you trust, Um, but also be mindful of emotional dumping too often because I am the product of someone who has been dumped on many, many, many times. And it's to say it's annoying is an understatement because not only do you have to figure out your own problems, you also have to try and help other people with their problems. And like I said with the cup analogy a couple episodes back, like you can't keep adding other people's stuff into your cup when your cup's already full, right? So be mindful of that. Make sure that person that you're talking to is in an okay state of mind to talk about these things because it can make the situation way worse than it already is. So that's that. Next thing is therapy. And I think this subject has been really taboo in the past. However, it's becoming more normalized. A lot more people are going to therapy nowadays and it's becoming more socially acceptable in society. So honestly, I've had a couple experiences with therapy. I have seen multiple therapists. However, I was quite young 
At the time I went to see a therapist after my parents got divorced, I saw my school counselor in middle school when I was going through a little phase where I was getting picked on and I talked to her about my problems. So I do have a lot of experience with that, but a lot of experience in my younger years. However, one thing I will say is if you are looking into therapy, you're going to kind of have to date around a bit. And I'm saying that because not every therapist will end up clicking with you. You won't end up vibing with that person. Um, And it's really important to have that connection with your therapist because if you don't, then it's going to be really hard to open up to them and really be vulnerable with them. So when you're finding a therapist, just have options. Just lay a bunch of people out on the table, um, figure out kind of what they're into and what they specialize in, how old are they. I know I had a therapist when I was like probably 11 or 12 who was in their 60s and I couldn't really relate to her because she was a lot older than me. She had a lot more experience than me. I felt sort of awkward telling her things about my life and talking about like cyberbullying and stuff like that because she just didn't understand. So try and find someone who's relatively around your age. Obviously, that's going to be hard if you're in your teens. However, it is possible to find a counselor who's like in their early 20s or later 20s. Obviously, the older people get, the more wise they are. That's not true in all cases, but just make sure you find a therapist that's right for you. So that's that. Um, And one of the last things I mentioned was exercise. And this kind of ties into the whole stress response thing that I just talked about. So exercise to burn off steam is super important because when your body is releasing all this cortisol, it's like, what the fuck do I do with this? And it's going to put it back into your fat cells. So essentially, when you go and exercise, you're burning off all that steam. You're getting rid of all that blood glucose. You're doing something that's active. You're doing something that's good for your body. And just sometimes you need to move the energy. And I'm really into that kind of stuff too. Like I believe that when you feel really stressed and overwhelmed, your energy is bottled up inside of you and it's not free flowing. And when that happens, you tend to feel that kind of stuck feeling. So when you go and you walk around or you dance, I know for me, like when I get really stressed, I love dancing because dancing is a very, believe it or not, energetic thing. You move around, your energy moves through you, you can feel it. It's it's very spiritual, honestly, if, I be, if I'm being honest. Um, so make sure that you get a lot of time to do something that you love to do that is physically active, that you can kind of move the burnout and overwhelmed energy out of your body and into the space around you. Okay, now I'm going to go through what you guys said you guys do to combat burnout. So someone said, Make a fresh start, reorganize, and make a new schedule. I completely agree with this. However, I do think that it can't work 99% of the time because chances are, like, you can't really fix your school schedule. You can't really, like, change your work schedule if your employer is super strict about that kind of stuff. But what I will say is reorganizing and making sure that you have everything in place and making sure that you're using your planners or your calendar or whatever it is that you track your to-do list. Make sure that you use those things and you actually do it. You don't just say you're going to do it. You make a commitment to yourself that you're going to reorganize everything and you're going to stay on task. Someone said, wake up early and make time for small things that keep me calm. I totally agree with this. If you are a morning person, if you are not a morning person, then don't listen to this advice. Um, I believe that everyone has their own kind of, I guess, 
how do I explain it? Everyone has their own preference in when they want to wake up. So if you're an early riser, waking up early and like doing things in the morning and getting stuff done in the morning might be more important to you, whether if you're like a night owl and you like to stay up late and do everything at night. Um, I personally, I'm a morning riser. I wake up pretty early in the morning and I like to get everything done right when I wake up. So I actually do this frequently. I make time for myself. I take an hour. I do things for myself. I read. I journal. Sometimes I do a little guided meditation, um, but that's if my body's like really out of whack. But yeah, I definitely agree with this one too. Someone said, isolation, but in a way that allows me to connect with myself without needing people. Okay, this one is kind of tricky for me because I personally find that I am an extrovert. However, I am an extrovert that gets energy from being alone, which is not everyone. I believe that everyone kind of has their own way of recharging, quote-unquote, And my way of recharging used to be with people. However, after COVID happened, that kind of changed everything. I realized that I find more, I guess, energy with being in my own body and being um, aware of my emotions and my true self, if that makes sense. So I can totally agree with this. However, a lot of people that aren't like me in the sense that they get energy from being around others might not agree with this um but without needing people like yeah I get that 100% like when you are trying to communicate your feelings with other people and you're kind of venting to them and asking them for advice it can kind of get frustrating at times because you don't want to put that person in a position of like do I help them do I turn them down kind of thing so I completely agree with this like there is a good point in making sure that you are in tune with yourself and connecting with yourself before you seek other um before you seek help from other people someone said write everything i need to do down and go through each task and reward myself when i'm done this is interesting because i actually do this as well after i've been really stressed out about a project or a test or something i will be like oh let's go get smoothies like if I'm with my friend or like Christian or something I'll be like let's go and get smoothies let's go and get like Dairy Queen blizzards I am a sucker for the pumpkin spice blizzard oh my god if you haven't tried it you need to try it now um or I'll be like let's go and get food or something like that as a reward because I don't know it just feels so good after you worked so hard on something to just indulge in whatever your heart desires to a limit may I say don't go and buy like a thousand dollars worth of shit that you don't need like I'm talking about like small rewards like something that makes your heart happy something that makes your mind happy um without spending a huge amount of money please don't do that I'm not saying to do that please don't do that and finally someone said completely pull away from everything not healthy lol okay but I want to talk about this one because you have a point And I actually do this as well. So when I feel at my lowest and when my anxiety is very high and when I just can't do anything, I take the entire day and do nothing. I clear my entire schedule and I do nothing. Um, When I mean do nothing, I mean do nothing that involves a lot of sensory stimulation, that involves me having to think heavily about something, that involves me having to be creative about something. I'm talking sit in my bed watching TV for hours. 
do nothing. And I don't even read. Honestly, I don't even read because that requires too much effort for me. I just literally spend the day doing nothing and that helps so freaking much. I mean, to an extent, obviously, if you have an obligation to fulfill that day, then you have to do it. But I try and plan it around, like, if I'm feeling really shitty, like, I will try and move as much as possible and get through one task or something. But when you take the entire day to yourself and you just relax and just do things that make you happy, take a bath, like, go on a little walk, like, not like a freaking marathon, like, march. I'm talking, like, a little stroll in the park kind of vibe, like, really slow, listen to, like, music that's calming or a podcast or something like that. Um those kind of activities reset my brain and when I'm doing nothing when I'm watching tv like yeah I might feel extremely useless and like I'm not doing anything to better myself but sometimes you need that break and that pause in order to keep going you know what I mean like they say life is kind of like a slingshot if that makes sense you have to pull back the slingshot in order to launch forward So you sitting and resting and doing nothing is you pulling back the slingshot in order to launch yourself into the next phase, into that grind mode, grind set, if you will. So I definitely agree with this. I don't think that this point was stupid whatsoever because I do it and it actually helps a lot. So that's everything I have for today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I think it was highly, highly needed as we are just leaving the midterm season shenanigans. Um, And even if you aren't in school anymore and if you have a full-time job, I feel like Q4 is the busiest time of year. So like September, October, November, December, when we have Black Friday, we have Christmas, we have Boxing Day or maybe if you don't celebrate Christmas, like other holidays in the winter season and everything is just kind of go, go, go right now. So I hope this helped. I hope this gave you a couple tips that you can apply into your daily life that will help you cope with these annoying feelings of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. So if you like this episode, um, please feel free to take a screenshot and post your story and tag me if you don't have my Instagram, if you just found the podcast, it is at Kenzie Mosley, that's K-E-N-Z-I-E-M-O-S-E-L-E-Y and the podcast Instagram is at the Nova Project Pod. So if you want to do that, I would highly appreciate it. If you haven't left a rate or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to do that as well and all the support is much appreciated. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in this week and I hope you have a great weekend.